Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. Welcome to the PM Collective, a dynamic hub designed to empower business owners, property managers and BDMs to excel in their careers. Through access to intimate conversations, cutting-edge video training, mental health support and unparalleled motivation, our community is the ultimate destination for individuals seeking to elevate their professional lives to new heights. So sit back, relax and enjoy our next conversation on our weekly podcast, The Art of Property Management. How are you? Finally, I feel like we finally got there. Thank you for having me. No problem, Dad. Have you been on this podcast before? Yes, ages yes. ago now. I feel like probably over 18 months ago. Do you remember what topic we did? So we spoke about BD banter was our subject and we just spoke about how I um, BD basically for Harcourts. That's right. And um, and how is the BD work going? BD world's good, to be honest. Like, I think there's a lot of investors, as you know, looking in the market. I'm finding my biggest challenge, honestly, is just trying to keep people reasonable on what sort of rental figures they want in at the moment. Yeah, I am, I'm seeing that as well. And I think that they're overpaying their properties, some of them, and then they're yep. expecting these high returns. So I'm not sure if that's happening in your area. Absolutely. And that's exactly why, because they know they're paying top dollar to secure it. So then they want top dollar of rent. But you and I both know that that doesn't mean it's going to be an amazing tenant, but they also want the best tenant in the world at the highest price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, marketing doesn't lie at the moment. So for me, I just say to them that some properties get zero inquiries, some get 50. It is a little bit hit and miss, um, but as long as they make those changes to that rent, I think they need to make them pretty quickly early on in the marketing, like after three days or so. Like if you don't get 10 people, even maybe five people booked into the first home open, your price point's too high. So straight away, get it down. 100%. And that's what I always say to clients. Like anytime I list one, I say, you know, if you guys have that goal price you want, we will do one home open for you at that price. But if it doesn't get applications that we think are suitable, then we drop it straight away. So completely agree. Do you find in your area, are there people that are suggesting that the owners can get a higher rent? Do you find that there's like agents that say, yeah, yeah, we can get that? um, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. because they want the business. And I honestly think that when investors are choosing property managers at the moment, yes, it's obviously very fee-based, but they go, oh, such and such down the road said they can get me $50 more than what you said, so I want to go with them. So I reckon people are using it as a listing tool. Yeah, so my feedback to those clients that do that when it comes up is I say to them, listen, I can give you as many good case studies as the next person, but no one shares with you the crappy case studies as well where there are properties sitting vacant um, just so they don't get, they don't see those really good case studies and get distracted by them and think that everyone is like that. And that's the thing as well, because, you know, like I said, the company down the road might say they can get them $50 more than I've priced it at, but the application might be rubbish. So I can Mm. get that figure, but it might just be a completely rubbish application, which you wouldn't want to rent the house anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, today that wasn't going to be our topic. Today our topic was going to be about podcasts. And the reason why I um, wanted to invite you on for this podcast is because I know that your office has started one. And yes. I am intrigued to see how it's going because I think there are a lot of agencies out there interested in doing a podcast but mm-hmm. probably don't know, like, you know, where to start, what their theme's going to be. So can you talk to us a little bit about your podcast for Harcourts, um, why you guys started it and the intention behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So our podcast is called The Alliance Experience. So obviously I work for Harcourts Alliance in Junior Up and myself as the business development manager, I record with Sam, Mantha Riley. So that's our head of property management. So we obviously like we've seen what you're doing and, you know, I'm sure I speak on behalf of a lot of people in WA, you are doing wonderful things for property management. Um, And I think for us, we you know, you hear so many horror stories and we deal with so many different people. Both Sam and I really wanted to have a platform where what we said came directly from us and it's our experiences. It's how we do things. Like we've got a team of 17 staff, maybe more now, um, over 1,500 properties under management. Like, you know, Sam runs a really tight ship, but also, you know, it's probably completely different to other people because we're still the, you know, one property manager doesn't have more than 130 properties and then we've got a shared assistant. So every time we like record or we think of a topic, it's always on our opinion and also like our way that we do things. So we've spent a lot of time doing like, like, so I did one with Sam on um, fees and why, you know, I think fees are worth what they're worth and what, you know, why, how our fees are worked out and things like that. Like I didn't go into specifics on it, but I went and explained, you know, what the management fee does. So then if I have somebody call from over east and they go, well, WA's fees are, you know, three, two or three times the price of the over east fees, I can just send them a link to our podcast and they can listen to it. Um, which I find is just a lot easier because there's, you know, a lot of people ask a lot of the same questions and, you know, if you're on the spot or if you're busy, you don't always explain it as well as you should have. So I think for us, it was a lot of for perspective, but it was a lot of for just trying to get it out there and making people in real estate know that they're not on their own and we deal with just as much rubbish as, you know, the company next door. Um, So, yeah, I think that's sort of why we did it, I guess. So the, and it totally makes sense because quite often the discussions and the questions that come up, they, they're very conversational. It's like, it's really hard to sometimes put the, your opinions and all of that into like a single post on social media, um, 100%. but it needs to be discussed. So would you say then your target audience is your um, like current landlords, new landlords um, or tenants? I would say it's a mix of everyone. I think like we did some on final bond inspections and routine inspections, which I think, you know, as a tenant listening to that would be really helpful because it goes through what we look for, how we work it out and things like that. And at the end of the day, it's the owner who always makes the decision on your bond. We're not here in an ivory tower holding on to all their money. Um, But then I think that's also really good for a landlord to hear because they need to know exactly how it's done in that process. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and then we did, so I rented privately last year um, a rural house out um, past sort of near Yanship and it went to the market for sale. So then I recorded with the sales rep from our office who sold it on my experience renting privately 
and having my house go on the market. And I've been in real estate for 16 years. So I thought like that is really good for like a private landlord or a tenant that are renting privately because that was me going through that process for me and how it, you know, how in situations it was wrongly handled and then obviously how it was rightly handled through us selling it at work. Yeah, fantastic. And so if I can get into the like real nitty gritty, the only reason why I do is because I know people, I want people to understand like that it is relatively simple to do and it's not um a um it's not too typical in terms it's of not the daunting. podcast. No, it's not. Um but you like so I'm gonna ask you some like really basic questions for people yep. just to understand. So do you host yours on a platform? Yep. So we use, we went to, I think a shop you recommended and bought basically just like a little, it's like a podcast recording machine. Um, Literally people can Google podcast recording machine. And then we got three microphones, set it up in a room and then it's linked to our laptop. And I, I wish I knew, I can't remember what the hosting thing is called, but link it. I'll send you the link of what we use. And then we just do one take like there's no editing there's no takes we record for 20 minutes done uploaded yeah and then we pay a subscription I think to Spotify and Apple I think it's like maybe seven dollars a month and then it can get uploaded to both of those yeah so the that's great so the um so you can use like a roadcaster, like a podcast machine, and then you can also just do podcasts directly over Zoom um, as well. So there's a few options for people that, um, and it comes down to your personal preference in terms of the quality and, and things like that that you're wanting and the sound. Yeah. Um, in terms of the platforms, like I use Buzzsprout, and I'm just trying to think of what the other one is because I I'll, this bit is a yeah, I think that's what we use. They're the two popular ones, Lisbon and Buzzsprout. Yeah, and I think it's Lisbon. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, and both of them are really good and they're very low cost. So, I guess I just want to stress to people that they're not, um, it's not a costly exercise. Oh, yeah. The, and um, yeah. And that links to all your Spotify and all your stuff. So, the biggest thing that I find, which is, and I don't know if you've come across this as the biggest pain point with doing podcasts, is thinking of ideas and actually oh. actioning it every single like whatever you're doing whether are you doing it weekly fortnightly or monthly so we were doing it weekly but gosh I what are you talking about every week I know I mean I could talk about the real estate market every week like what's happened the week before but I'm sure people wouldn't want to listen to that so my biggest issue with Sam we just we've done you know routines finals what do you talk about <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's let's brains take a couple of minutes to brainstorm because it's really difficult. Like my my one thing that I would say to anyone thinking of starting their own podcast, like in their business, is to have about three months worth of ideas and content ideas ready so that yeah. you know exactly what you're recording. Because I think that's what people do wrong. I see so many people do podcasts and they just have three ideas and then they just it, before you know it, another week's gone past and you just you start missing and becoming inconsistent so one thing I mean I'm just brainstorming off the top of my head now for you but also others might have some ideas but I guess you could always interview any landlords or interview any tenants um and we have thought about that like I know like we had Shannon um on from Property Assist mm -hmm. and 
like I found that really, really good because she spoke about obviously what they do and the outsourcing. And I think that gives people a lot of value because that's, you know, introducing her to people that may not use her or don't know exactly what they do. So I want to get a few more people, even like an electrician, a plumber, so they can talk about how simple them going to a property is or even just their process on ringing the tenant, booking the job. Um, And then... You know, um, I love a market update, what's happening in my area. I could talk about that like all day, every day. But, yeah, it's just tricky. Do you know um, one that I reckon would be good is, um, and this actually might be interesting, like people in property management might find it interesting, but overhanging trees on fence lines. Like I've got one at the moment where the owner doesn't want to pay to have their tree trimmed back but the neighbours got the overhanging um, branches. So because we haven't been able to resolve it, I think the local council says they can cut back their side, they can throw the branches over yep. and that's what they need to do. But um, a discussion, like something like that, I think would be quite interesting, like what to do if, you, if, um, you know, if you've got overhanging tree branches because mm-hmm. your podcasts are only going for 20 minutes. So you could talk about, like for me, for example, the first step is to try and mutually um, come to an arrangement get some quotes see if your owner is willing to come to the party and cut back those trees and if they don't come to the party then second option is to double check the local council rules and follow them and then basically let the neighbor know what the the, um, council local um, council guideline is and just like something as simple as that it's not actually simple but something as simple as that would be a good one to have on a podcast Dividing fences and then dividing fences, dividing fences, you know, the ongoing arguments after the winter we've had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also, another one would be like urgent repairs. Like I think some tenants don't understand that like for an emergency, like actually I shouldn't be quoting stuff in the lease without double checking it all because I haven't done it for ages. But like with urgent repairs where I think it has to be done within 24 hours, it's not that the work has to be completed in 24 hours. It's that a work order has to be sent out. And people understanding that, I think they find that quite fascinating as well. Yeah. And and like you said, I think with podcasting, like because we don't have one specific audience that we really aim it to, it's good to have all different experiences. So then different people, like someone might put it on and go, oh, no, I'm not interested in this. But then the next week they might like it. But just yeah. getting any sort of feedback out there, I think is always good within our industry because, you know, every other person reckons they're a professional on what's happening in the market. So it's actually yeah. nice hearing from professionals. Yeah, and, and I, I think so. And even um, just in, like the last thought is even breaking down the lease agreement or a managing authority and just doing like an episode on a certain um, one of the conditions, one of the clauses. And yeah, that's a good what, idea. That actually, just to get some ideas, that would probably be quite a good one. Like what does this actually mean when it says that you're responsible for gardens? You know? Yeah, define gardens, yep. Yeah, so um, so that would be you know a good idea for you, but a good idea for anyone listening, thinking that they want to start doing a podcast. Um, and I guess you have captured your audience um, with being owners, tenants, and also new landlords. You've captured quite a, a big range, which I think is great. But um, the last thing I was just going to have a chat to you, but it sounds like you're doing it pretty well. Is like how are you then? marketing so for example you're um for those listening you decide you want to do a podcast you create it 
you know who your audience is. Next step is what are you going to do with your content? So you briefly mentioned how you find it easy just to forward on the links to clients that are asking questions and things like that, which I think is absolutely amazing um, and definitely a great option. Have you had any other ideas for marketing or any plans for how you're marketing your podcast? So we put it, all the girls have it in their email signature, like a link to the podcast that just goes in like the banner on the bottom of their signature. And then the sales reps have the option, like we made just little brochures if they want to take it and put it out at a home open. Obviously, they meet a lot of people. But I think just realistically, social media, I thought about doing some letterbox drops with it on there, but without a link, it's not easy. You know, they could scan a QR code and do that, but hopefully people just talk about it and share it really. Yeah, so you're doing it weekly. You are putting it onto your content. Um, are you using it as a BDM point of difference at appraisals? Like, have you pulled that out? No, I haven't used it in that aspect. Um, I know what you mean and what you're saying, but I like I don't love the sound of my voice that much, so I don't like. <laughs> Look, I love podcasting, but then like it is, I still get a little bit nervous and embarrassed sometimes. And I yeah, just, I don't know, because I might not be as smart as I think I am. Oh, that's just a bit of an imposter, um, yeah. you know, imposter syndrome thinking that. But gosh, I wouldn't, um, no, I don't think you need to worry about that. I think that like whenever I'm beating or winning a listing, I try and just focus on how like them and working for them so I try not to make it about me and I feel like if I brought in the podcast it would be about me a little bit maybe I don't know I just honestly I've just never used it as a point of difference yeah okay I would absolutely use it as a point of difference I think um like I think if you were to word it that um you also have an education platform for your clients and your tenants through you know um, yeah. I, would say, I always say Alliance, so Alliance, um, Alliance. Through, yeah. through the, through the um, Alliance platform. So, um, and and I, yeah, I would act, I would use it from that point of view because I sort of sometimes use my YouTube for that same reason, and I put there, um, you know, to um, yeah, for further education regarding this. You know, head over to my YouTube account. Yeah. So what you're you would be doing is, you know, saying, listen, we do do further ongoing education because we really do value that with our clients, both with tenants and owners. And so we have a podcast um, that, yeah, allows people to, yeah, to further educate themselves on being a landlord or being a really great tenant. That's not putting. That's not um, being like being me, me, me. That's definitely a value add, and I think you should use that. Okay, I'll take that note from this. I love that. Thanks, Ash. And I think that that's the reason why people should do a podcast in their their business. Um, you know, or take advantage of that and the effort that you're going to doing it. So it's um it's a low cost exercise. It yep. is you know does take you know half an hour a week, maybe an hour a week by the time you get your shit together to actually do it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I. But I think that it's really worthwhile and I think that because we're in such a competitive industry, something as simple as that point of difference when a client has got three or four people through and they all look the same on, you know, roughly the same on fees and that one person's got a further education system through a podcast, I think that it's a no-brainer that you would go with that person. So I would be, um, yeah, I'd 
be using it definitely to my advantage. No, that's awesome. No, and good. And look, honestly, I love doing it. So hopefully people like listening to it. (laughs) And my other tip before we finish is that make sure if you can try and batch your episodes. Maybe you need to be having like a half day uh, recording so that you've got four weeks of content done. Yeah, we did that a couple of weeks ago. I think we did about three or four in a day. And it was so much easier because you're just already on a roll. Like smash them out and they're not long. Like you said, I think nothing more than 25 minutes ever is just the perfect podcast. Yeah. And we are currently at 22 minutes and 37 seconds. So we have timed it it beautifully. Um, It's so lovely to chat with you. We must catch up soon. I haven't seen you for ages. And um, I always enjoy our catch-ups. Are you going to be at the Rewa um, Awards night? No, I literally, so I went to Bali for the weekend. So my brain is just mush. So I haven't planned anything beyond like today. Oh, I can't well, think you must have only gone over really briefly or I was thinking it was an old photo on the no. social media. No, I flew out Saturday morning and I landed this morning at 4 a.m. How long were you there for? Two nights, two and a half nights. And is it worth <laughs> going for two nights? I always dream about going for two nights. Is it worth it or don't bother? I... Go for it. No, I think, so we didn't take the kids, so we went with our best friends, and I think 100% worth it. Like, we gate-crushed their honeymoon because, right. you know, yep. So I think I would have, if anything, I would have flown out Friday morning and then flown home last night instead of Saturday morning, but definitely do it. Highly recommend it. Worth it. There you go. Excellent. It's good to know because, yeah, I've always thought, like, on my weekends where I don't have the kids, God, can I be bothered going to the airport yes. or not? And, yes, um, because it's so close. Do it. Yeah, okay, excellent, wonderful. Well, it was lovely chatting to you. So for those that do want to go out and check out this podcast, I think you're really going to love the style of it, how um, um, Harcourts have done it, and hopefully it gives you some more ideas. So um, I keep on saying Alliance Alliance Experience, go over, check it out, have a listen to Sam and Cal see what they've done. And if you've got any questions on starting your own podcast or um, need some brainstorming, feel free to reach out to either of us and we will be more than happy to help you. Easy. Thanks for having me, Ash. Thanks, Kel. No worries. Bye. MCG Quantity Surveyors are a favourite for property managers around Australia to help their clients maximise their cash flow through tax depreciation. I love how they place a strong emphasis on industry-leading education and data releases that they share with our community and because they support the property industry so much, it is a no-brainer to use them for all your tax depreciation needs.